Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. Today, I've got five guests for the price of one. Um, at the end of last summer, I got to go to Key West, Florida and write about it for Man About World magazine. And while I was there, I met some really great people and I was able to grab a few quick interviews with them at various places um, on our journey. So you're going to be hearing from George Fernandez. He's one of the men behind the Key West Butterfly and Nature Conservancy. Uh, it's a fabulous place where you can frolic with the butterflies. I talked to J.T. Thompson. He's the founder of the One Human Family Educational Foundation, which is a nonprofit that he started that really spreads this wonderful message around the world, and he tells us a bit about that. Um, I get to talk to Dennis Beaver. He is the founder and curator of the Tennessee Williams Key West exhibit. Tennessee Williams lived in Key West, and Dennis has gotten all of these books and articles and pictures and all kinds of stuff from uh, Tennessee Williams, and he was a blast to talk to. Um, we ate at this place called the Stoned Crab, which had delicious seafood, and I got to talk to Paul Menta, who's one of the um, the proprietors there. And finally, I went on a cool bike tour, a key lime bike tour, um, and my guide was named Clint. Don't know his last name, because everyone's so friendly. Everyone's on a first-name basis in Key West. But um, anyway, I grabbed a few questions with him about Key West and the bike tour, as I was getting ready to shove another piece of key lime pie in my face. So enjoy and go, go check out Key West. It is fantastic. And from what I hear, it's totally bounced back from, from the hurricane last year. So it's a fabulous place to spend some time. Uh, before we get to that though, I just want to get a mention in for LifeCast, my side business. Mother's Day is coming up. And I think a wonderful thing, if you're an adult child and you have siblings and you want to go in on something together and get it for your mother, a life cast is a great idea because not only is it a gift for her, you get to enjoy it and the whole family gets to enjoy it because you'll get her, her story down uh, on, on, well, it's not really tape because it's digital, but you get the idea. Uh, you can learn more about that at getalifecast.com. And here, without any further ado, um, my interviews from Key West. Okay, I'm here with George Fernandez. We're at the Key West Butterfly and Nature Conservatory. You're the senior vice president. You were, you, what year did you build this? When did this come into we existence? Opened in uh, January of 2003. So it's been 14 years now. And you, you, do, you have a partner, a business partner? My business partner yeah. who is the co-owner of the business uh, here. I run pretty much the front of the operation. He handles the back of the operation, which are the butterfly, the birds, the turtles, and all the live uh, aspect of the of the uh, company. Here. What makes somebody decide, hey, let's open a butterfly conservancy or a conservatory? That's a big. Um, it's not like let's do an, a restaurant or let's do a B and B. It's 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 unique, and uh, again, we give credit to the British who started this whole concept. But we visited uh, one 30 years ago in Callaway Gardens, which is one of the, probably one of the most beautiful butterfly conservatories. Uh, Niagara Falls also has a beautiful butterfly conservatory, 10,000 square foot facility. Ours is only um, about uh, 6,000 square feet, much, much, much smaller, but uh, much more compact. Uh, we do have over a thousand butterflies, twenty-five different species of birds, two coveted flamingos, mandarin ducks. I saw the flamingos, and I learned that they live to be like sixty years old, maybe 40, fifty years old. Red and scarlet. Yes, I love that. Why do you love butterflies? Uh, I'm going to give credit to my business partner Sam. This was his love, and this was his passion. And I accept the word passion because that's what it takes in anything you do in life to be successful. And uh, we began uh, back in 1990. Two to be exact, here in Key West, Florida. So we've been here now some uh, um, 
25 years. Uh, we're very, very happy to be a part of this community. I love it. What do you love about Key West? What's special about it? The people that make this community, without question, uh, an island of uh, some 17,000 up to 20,000 during the season. I have to say it's the people that make this community without fail. Well, that's what I've noticed, even just being here a few days. Uh, last question. What's your favorite part of your job? Dealing with the public. That's something that uh, I enjoy doing. I look back at my heritage of my father being in politics, uh, serving one term as mayor in Havana, and my grandfather two terms. So there's a little political background. Not that I have any interest, but I do enjoy working with people. Inter interacting and Thank being you. and teaching you. probably young people Thank come you. here, kids. Thank you. Inspiring people to, yeah. to, to learn and I think to impart. We have a tagline which we say, excite your senses, expand your mind. So when you leave here, you'll hear the who's and the ahs, but you're going back home. You're going to plant your gardens. You're going to have your host plants. You're going to have your nectar plants. You'll be able to raise your own uh, gardens and have butterflies yourself. I love it. Thank you so much for the uh, awesome morning. And uh, everyone should come to Key West and see the Key West Butterfly and Nature Conservatory. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, George. Hey there. I'm coming to you from the Key West office of J.T. Thompson. He's the artist behind the One Human Family movement which you see all over Key West. It's on bumper stickers. All it's over the on, world. on, uh, on uh, bracelets, and it's spread all over the world. Mm -hmm. What was the genesis of the One Human Family idea? What was the seed of it? Well, the, the two goals. One was to reclaim the word family to be an inclusive word rather than to be exclusive, which it was in the 90s. Family meant heterosexual family, and if you weren't heterosexual, you weren't part of the family. So this was one of the goals was to make the word family inclusive. The other one was to make everybody realize that we're all an integral part of each other, like fingers on a hand. Each of us looks to be separate because we're different, but our differences are distinctions, not divisions. And like fingers on a hand, we all look different, but we're all a part of each other. So you started this, and then Key West sort of took it on and sort of it sort of merged with the philosophy of the city, is that right? Back in 2000, I started the project, and the city came to me in August of that year and said they wanted to make it the city's philosophy. They voted unanimously to do that. So on October 17, 2000, it became Key West's official philosophy. And in January of 2001, Monroe County, which is the Florida Keys, made it their official philosophy, and since then it's spread all over the world. Do you find that people reach out to you around that idea during times of strife or conflict? For instance, recently in the wake of Charlottesville and things like that, is it something that you, you sense a, a bump in interest, people reaching out to you? There's a, there's a visible increase in interest after Flint, Michigan has its divisive water crisis or after Charlottesville or Orlando or anywhere there, there's a conflict and division. Somehow people have seen stickers and they end up writing and calling for more. Where's the most random place you've seen a sticker or somebody sent you a picture that you made it all the way to somewhere? Well, the, you know, the wildest picture that I've seen is at the South Pole Science Station. But the stories are, of course, Amy Culver, one of our locals here, did a documentary on the Datoga tribe in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Wow. And she took them stickers and wristbands, which they were suspicious of initially, thinking it was an an American thing or a white thing or they didn't know what's what. the catch but yeah is there do I have to, yeah turns out they've lived in the middle of the Sahara Desert since the time of Tut oh wow 3,000 years and they've always believed themselves to be separate from everybody else but when she got there she did her documentary and talked to them and convinced them to change their worldview and now they believe that they are a part of humanity 
They're part of something larger. They're just geographically isolated. So this entire group of people have given up their worldview they've had for 3,000 years right. to understand they're a part of everybody. That's a beautiful uh, kind of transition. And be- lesbians in Scotland are using it. There's underground Christian churches in Pakistan. It's an umbrella concept that all kinds of local groups are using it for their local causes. And you continue to print them and ship them out, and that's just your job. They're free. Well, yeah. <laughs> my, I don't mean it's your job. That's what you get paid for. It's my, just you're the guy I don't get that paid. keeps it going. I'm the guy that keeps it going. It keeps it going with the printers. The, the real learning happens. People say that it's my philosophy. That it really isn't. It's ours. And I can't give out two million stickers and talk to two million people. Right. But when we send them out and people have conversations, they give some friend a wristband or they have a conversation. That's where the learning happens. So I'm kind of the facilitator supplying the things that facilitate the conversations that we need to have. I love that. You, we met over lunch with a, with a group of us a little while ago. You mentioned a young girl that, that reached out to you and that's doing something special in her school. Yes, and she was in Virginia, and she wanted stickers because some of her classmates were racist. She was 11. Okay. I guess that's the fifth grade. Yeah, so sounds about right. I sent her stickers, and she wrote to me a month later saying that she'd given them out to each of her classmates and had conversations with each of them about how we're all a part of each other and that I didn't need to worry about fixing racism anymore because she was going to do that. She took care of it. It's done. She's she's going to do it. I love that. Good for her. Yeah. That's really cool. What has it meant for you in your life to, to have created this thing and, and had it last so long and and continue to be vital and important? Well, what has it meant for me? Yeah, it's, it's just brought really something really gratifying. Really, yeah. when, I, when I see pe- people uniting together to work together, uh, because that's the only way that we're going to survive on the planet is when humans start to work together as one unit. And Ronald Reagan said a lot of stupid things. But one thing he said really smart, he says, if you want to see human unity, he says, wait till the aliens arrive, and suddenly humans will all be united. You know, that that's kind of makes sense. That's absolutely right. Yeah, well, we need to do it before then. Yeah. You talked over lunch about um, being in Los Angeles and rallying uh, around the time of the Anita Bryant sort mm-hmm. of controversy. What yeah. was that like? Back then, it was a whole different thing. It was called Gay Lib. Yeah. And we just, we were trying to get equal rights for gay people. Right on. And you were there on Hollywood Boulevard? I've been campaigning for equality since 76. Was it crowded full of people? I'm trying to imagine Hollywood Boulevard in the 70s. It was sidewalk to sidewalk, nuts to butts. Nuts to butts. As far as as you can see. (laughs) I love nuts to butts as a uh, turn of phrase. Um, Yesterday, we did a bike tour, and I was really um, impressed with the... AIDS monument that they have here in Key West and uh, the beauty of it and, and uh, the way they that the cities really made that an important thing. Yes, the Key West Records, which is the men's leather organization, I was a member for 24 years and right. president for four years. We actually put the big monument marker down there years ago to because we've lost so many people to HIV. Right. That's It's beautiful there, and it's, it's a great thing to remember. It's one of the few HIV monuments in the United States. Yeah. We're, fi- we're getting one in L.A., but it's, it's in, in the process of, mm-hmm. of being completed. You have a picture of my favorite village person on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave that. I'll let that go. Yeah. No, that was Glenn, Glenn Hughes. He, he and I had some kind of affair years ago. It was fun. Back in the days of casual sex in restrooms and dark places. Exactly. And, you, you, you may have inspired a village people song. Well, yeah, I think we inspired each other for a while there. I love that. That's so awesome. Um, why do you love Key West? Well, 
it's an inclusive community where we understand the idea of paying it forward. Uh, more people than not live as, as though they understand that they're a part of everybody else, and we pay it forward uh, at locals who have their home burned down, they have a medical emergency, whatever. Uh, we all come together and help that person because that person traditionally has been at all the other benefits right. for everybody else. So we pay it forward and it comes back around. Not many communities have that. Right. So it's not just the bumper sticker. It really is the spirit of the – it fits. It fits the city. I love it. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. How can people learn more about the One Family, uh, well, One Human very, Family? We have a very basic website. It's nothing flashy. It's onehumanfamily.info, I-N-F-O. Send us some – postage we'll send you stickers and wristbands that's all you have to do you'll send it. it there you go and you have a facebook page as well for uh, one human family there is a facebook page i've never even seen it I, that's all right I'm not a facebook person you don't need to be but someone up in uh, st pete manages that that's very the, cool the best way to reach me though is through the the uh, one human family dot info yeah i don't really get much contact through the facebook page yeah um one other thing i forgot to mention you you're going to be emceeing an event soon Cock shock, right? Oh, every Friday. It's every Friday. Every Friday. I thought it was like once a year. Every Friday. Okay, what happens at Cock Shock in a nutshell? Well, years ago, it used to be a ten dollar bar tab for flopping your dick out and getting the most applause, and of all the dicks that came out, right? It's not about size; it's about who gets the most applause. It's about the flopping. It's about the you know, it's any number of variables, right? And a few years ago, I won, and then they asked me to MC the contest, and I right. expanded it out now to fifteen categories of. Chest and balls and and uh, facial hair. There's all kinds of categories, so everyone can be body proud. And, Best foreskin and, and be proud of sometimes. Sometimes and be that's proud right. Proud of being a sexual person. I love that. It's men and women, or mostly men, or it has been men and women at times. Yeah. Right now, uh, it is a men only event. So if you come to Key West, you're here on a Friday night. Cock shock could totally be in your future. You won't see that back in Minneapolis. No, you will not see that. And I'll leave it there. That's a great note to end on. Thanks so much for uh, for everything that you've done. It's really inspiring, and um, it's been a pleasure to meet you here in Key West. Yay. Yay. All right, I'm here with Dennis Beaver. You are the founder, is and, that correct? Yes, founder and curator. Of the Tennessee Williams exhibit here in Key West. Why Tennessee? Why do you? Why are you so into him? Well, Tennessee Williams is America's most prolifically published writer and gets very little credit in our small town. He lived here for 34 years in the same house. He actually had been visiting for 10 years prior to that and wrote most of his great works while living here. Did you ever meet him? Yes, I met him on several occasions. He was uh, not always the friendliest person because he is a celebrity and uh, probably really wanted his anonymity. But uh, more commonly, he was called Tom while in Key West because, as you know, when you walk into a restaurant and if you yell, hey, Tom, the only person that's going to look at you is another Tom. But if you yell Tennessee, everybody's going to look. Right. Okay. What, were, what was your most memorable encounter with him? Well, uh, after hearing the story about his nude swimming on South Beach, I ran into him at that restaurant where he would often go nude swimming. Well, needless to say, I stayed and had an extra couple of drinks, hoping that the man would get naked and go nude swimming. And did he? No. Oh, darn it. Was he, was he a big drinker in town, or would he stay at home? Like, would, would he go out to bars he, and clubs? He went out to bars a lot. He was very, um, what do I want to say? He was seen at all the right places. And uh, he did entertain at home a lot. But usually at home, he would be entertaining his friends from New York. 
Yeah. How can people learn more about this exhibit if they're not here? You can go online, twkw.org. We have a very uh, complete website. Uh, also, the Art and Historical Society of Key West. Well, I love that you keep it alive. I didn't know about his lover. I learned so much about Tennessee Williams. What's your favorite thing that you have in here? Well, our newest, uh, our newest acquisition is, of course, a model of his home, which is spectacular. Uh, his home is not open to the public, and it's actually off on the side street, hard to find. So by having his home here, people can actually see how the great writer lived. What's your favorite play? Oh, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love them all? You, uh, what's one that people should, that's underrated or underappreciated? Oh, I'm going to say, of course, The Rose Tattoo, the right. one he wrote about Key West, filmed in Key West. The play itself was a hit on Broadway. The movie itself was a hit, uh, won all the awards, and uh, you, everybody should see it. By the way, it's the only movie where Tennessee and his partner Frank are in it. Where are they pictured? Where do they appear? They're in the scene when the, uh, the Serafina, Anna Magnani, appears to confront the woman who she thinks had an affair with her husband. It's at the Mardi Gras bar. Wow. And you will notice Tennessee in a white shirt with blue st with stripes sitting at the bar. He's the only bar patron facing the camera. All right, I'll watch for that. Although now where do you find videos? Now Netflix, you know, the video stores are all gone. I'll find it. I'll, I'll make a point of finding it. Thank you so much. This is wonderful. Thank you for coming. Awesome. Okay, I'm here outside the Stoned Crab in Key West with Paul Menta. You are a commercial fisherman and you're also the executive chef here at the Stone Crab, is that right? We kind of carry uh, a lot of hats when you live here in Key West, but it's, it's a great place to be, have a lot of work to do because it's kind of fun. Well, we just had an amazing seafood dinner. Everything was so fresh, so delicious, but your restaurant has done something that's kind of made celebrities out of the local fishermen. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, well, what we do is we have baseball cards for the fishermen because our, our fish market is called Three Hands Fish. So the first hand is the fisherman, the second hand is us handling it, the third hand is either the customer or the other 44 restaurants we service. Right. What we wanted to do is give them some kind of guarantee that, look, this is fresh right. fish. So, so we made baseball cards. So we could give it to them and say, this is who caught your meal. This is the guy. You might be walking in Key West and go, hey, I recognize that guy. That's right. my fisherman. And kind of made it wasn't meant to make them rock stars. It right. was meant to give them credit and give a guarantee of satisfaction. But now it's gone a little to their head. Some of the guys are now wearing tinted glasses. And, yeah, and they don't sign a, autographs. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're super cool, and they're right. raising the prices on us. But, right. but it's a good thing. It promotes it promotes the seafood. Right. It, it, it connects it to the community. And they get recognized, like, in the grocery store. Yeah, so it's it's awesome. I mean, and you know what? You it's see It's really it. clever. Like, the cards are really well-designed, and they're fun, and they have little factoids on it. And it's cool seeing the guys get a bit of a giggle out of it. You know, yeah. they, they're normally, like, the tough macho right. guy fishing and you see him kind of going hey did you check that out yeah that I, I, knew who I was i took a picture of five of them in a row they were like a boy band together yeah. you know <laughs> exactly well we get the backstreet boys down here a lot do so, they yeah, ex yeah who's your favorite backstreet boy <sighs> the one that came down here and went to jail what was his name <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of i thought he seemed kind of fun one of so. them went to jail probably aj he's yeah, he always he was at one of the bars and started Things with one happen. of the guys and it's yeah. key west and listen it's a cheaper room and accommodation down here. You get a free meal. That's you know? right. Because so. I hear rents are really expensive. <laughs> yeah, but you have a nice backyard. Yeah. How long have you lived in Key West? I've lived here for around 35 years. What do you love about it? Uh, that I can ride my bicycle to work. And I can look right now and look at the what they can't see right. at sunset and go, oh, I'm at work. And look, check out the sky right now. It's beautiful. And 
you have the option to catch different views on this right. island, and your backyard's a big ocean. So, I mean, you really, and the best thing is the people. The people's attitude is really wonderful. It's here, we have a parade of probably haven't been here long enough this right. week we have a parade for everything i know and you have to get different costumes for everything and but if, if you're in another let's say we're in this a city somewhere right and i put my underwear on my head right and i'm walking around my underwear on my head i get a, I probably get arrested right here you get a nickname you would be you're the underwear on the head guy right and everybody would know you and open their doors for you and it would be awesome That's, and next year there'd be an underwear on your head festival and everyone's doing it and that it. guy would get irritated because he's like everybody took my thing and <laughs> everybody took my thing yeah. well tonight was delightful awesome. it was a pleasure uh, talking to you and the food is amazing and if folks come to Key West they should come to the Stone Crab come down here sit out on the water relax the main thing is just come to Key West and enjoy it yeah what area is this is this, this considered is, the marina this, or the... well I guess you would consider this like we call it uptown right and then downtown is where like all the sloppy joes and sure. Wall Street and the walk around for the nighttime nice. stuff is so this is a little bit set away on the water for yeah. us yeah so it's, it's nice. nice it's beautiful thank you so much thank you alright Okay, I'm here in a key lime shop with um, Clint, our tour guide from our bi- uh, key lime bike tours here in Key West. You've lived here just a couple of years, like a two few years. years. Two, years. two years. What do you love about it? I love the people, the open accepting society here. Anybody, any walk of life, whoever you are, they accept you and they want you here. They really do want you. They love you here. That's why I came and that's why I like it here and that's why I'm going to stay. Why do you love your job? Oh, I get paid to ride a bicycle around paradise and talk to people. You cannot beat that. And I have a wonderful boss. That makes it even better. What's your favorite factoid about Key West? Because you told us some amazing stories. Like, it has such a colorful history. I, I, I think the pirate history here has got to be the best. Now, you said that the word hangover may have originated it here. It originated here because when they would hang the pirates, they would be so drunk, sometimes they wouldn't die. So the next day, they would have to hang them over. So hangover originated here in Key West. That's amazing. You also told me that Key West has the most churches per capita of any yes. city in the, in, the, in the country. We have more churches per capita than any other city. We also have more bars per capita than any other city. So you go and sin one day and repent the next. It sounds like a great lifestyle. Thank you it so much wonderful. for a wonderful tour. Thank awesome. You go much. if you come to Key West. Make sure you take the Key Lime bike tours. And if Clint is your guide, you're going to be extra lucky. I just want to say thank you to everyone in Key West for showing me such a terrific time. If you've never been there, you should definitely go. It's fantastic. All right. So this happened. Um, I started DVRing the show called Rise on NBC. It's a new show, and I hadn't watched it right when it came on. But anyway, I I ended up watching the first two episodes together and cried the whole time. I am so in on this show. It's about um, a high school in sort of an industrial town where they're going to do Spring Awakening as the school musical. And it's about how the themes and the idea of, of being in this show affects the residents and the parents and the teachers and the directors. And I don't know. I just loved it. It's the guy that did Friday Night Lights. It's based on a book. Um, the lead guys from uh, How I Met Your Mother and Rosie Perez is in it. Anyway, some people have watched this and don't like it at all. I just sit and cry. I just sit there and cry. Uh, first of all, I love the music to Spring Awakening so that they, they keep sort of threading it through the show. And uh, I also relate. I think I grew up in a small town. I know I did, actually. But I grew up in a small town, and I remember what it was like to find the theater department in my high school and how it captured my imagination to do shows and to be part of something. And I just, uh, this show just kind of goes right to that place in me. So I want it to survive. I want it to come back. I want it to keep um, 
bringing me to tears every week. So I don't know. I may be alone on this, but if you haven't watched it, you should check it out. All right. That's all I have for this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. <laughs>